0: Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast, where we look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Each week, we make a connection with a music maker, listen
1: to their songs, and hear their stories. From Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host,
2: Dave Ledehan.
1: Well, thank you so much for, for joining us on the podcast today. I've got an amazing guest for you, one we see all over town, traveling all over the country. And she says that singing will always be a part of her, whether she's singing at church on the street, on a flatbed trailer, or somewhere in Nashville. Uh, Says Dallas Remington, I love every minute. And you can tell it's in her blood. She has a passion for what she does. And wait till you hear this lady saying. Oh, but first, let me tell you about Discover Sooner and my friend Nancy Dickin, who we've talked about in the past. Discover Sooner is an amazing organization. Uh, check it out at discoversooner.com. A whole community of songwriters, publishers, people that can help advance your career and, as we say, get you discovered sooner. So after the podcast today, check out Discover Sooner and listen for more on Nancy Deccan, who's a great songwriter herself. In fact, we're going to talk about her. Her ears are probably burning right now. <laughs> well, on this podcast, we'll have to talk a little bit more about her because she's a great songwriter. And she's written a lot of songs with our guests, including this big hit I'm going to play for you here in just a little bit. And um, so check her out on Season 2, Episode 2, the whole Nancy Deccan story there. but. This is episode 19 with Dallas Remington. Hi, Dallas. Good to have you on the show.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm Mm. excited to be here.
1: It is my pleasure to have you, and I thank you for coming on the show. Uh, In fact, I want to start with this song right here. This is called Princess. Into the Top 40 on Billboard now. It's fantastic. Princess on the Songwriter Connection podcast. You don't think you gotta
0: cook. You don't think you gotta clean. You wanna paint your nails, sit around reading magazines. <laughs> a selfie machine, a self claimed royalty.
2: Well, there's a difference between perception and reality. You ain't a pussy! Yeah.
1: Dallas Remington, great song called Princess, and she is with us today on the Songhater Connection podcast. Hi, Dallas. Welcome. Hey,
0: thank you so much, like I said, for having me. I'm excited to be here, and oh, it's always fun to get to talk about songs written and taking so much of my life, I and mean, my whole life is music, but it's always fun to get to sit down and talk with it about people. Bo- Talk about it with people, if I can talk today. <laughs>
1: well, it's good to have you here in around the dining room table, which I know you're going to play some live music, and people really need to hear you uh, sing live and play live because you're a good guitar player. You're a thank great you. singer. Oh, thank you so much. I've seen you in many rounds around town and uh, just wowed every single time. Oh,
2: well, thank you. Yeah,
1: you great job. Um, let's talk about Princess. This just recently hit into the Billboard Top 40, Yes, which is quite an accomplishment, and you kind of feel good about that.
0: Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. Um so we had a single previously that went number 43 on Billboard. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I got a call that day, um, the day the next chart was coming out, and I thought that was going to be our top first top 40. Mm-hmm. And some things have happened, and we had fallen. So I had that feeling in my gut the day that I thought Princess was going to go top 40. I'm like, what if it fell again? Like, mm-hmm. what if we didn't? And so I was actually working. Um, I work for a company where we stage houses, and I was in between – Properties and I was stuck at a red light, and I saw the email come through that said chart update. Mm. And I was just like, oh gosh, let's see, let's see. And I looked at it and I was like, does it say what I think it says? It says we're 40. <laughs> and I just stopped. I pulled over side of the road, started bawling, called my mama, called wow. my dad, called everybody. And I was like, we did it, guys. We did it. Um, yeah. So it was one of the best feelings ever. And that was honestly, like, that day was one of the coolest days of my life. Because within 12 hours... I found out that my song went top 40 on Billboard and I met Garth Brooks. You met Garth Brooks? It was the greatest day of my life. (laughs) Nothing will ever top that day. Yeah. Maybe the day we get a number one, but it was just like I was already still crying because I had just met Garth Uh and then I got the email telling me we were top 40. I was just like,
1: (laughs) now where did you meet Garth? Tell us about that.
0: Um, So I got to go to the Songwriters Hall of Fame induction, the Nashville Songwriters Hall of Fame Uh induction, and Garth was sitting a few tables away and I was just like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna introduce myself. I got to talk to him for a little while. Everyone always says he's the nicest person yeah, on the planet. They always do. Yep. And he literally is the nicest person on the planet. Got to talk to him for a while, got a picture, introduced oh, myself. Nice. And it was just like, oh my gosh. So I was still like on a high from that. And I'll then bet. I got to email about us being top 40. And I was like, this is, this is, Nothing will ever top this day. This is the best day of my life.
1: That is one of those diamond days. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: Very good, Dallas. How exciting. Now, you have a video on that, too. Yes, yes, we out do. out there. And it's on YouTube. You can go check it out. Yes, YouTube, yeah.
0: Facebook, Instagram. We have it on all the things. All of there's them. no way for you not to see it. Even on
1: CMT now. Yes,
0: right? yes. It was on cmt.com. I believe it's still on there. I'm not sure how long they keep things on there, but uh-huh. um, CMT, they featured it. Um, and it was really cool to do that. We've been working with them, um, for a few years, waiting to try to find the right time for one of my videos to be on there. Yeah. Um, so the fact that they picked it up was just absolutely amazing. It was so cool to be able to be like, hey, that's hey. me with all the big artists too. Yeah. Um, so, like uh, yeah, the video is at like over a million views online now. I think we're getting closer to two million. That's great. Um, so we're really excited about that. And that's, I always love getting to do music videos because we're at the stage like where, I always just get my friends to come be in them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, if you watch the video, like, Nancy's in the video. She's okay. there. Nancy her, Deacon? yeah, Nancy Deacon, um, which was Discover one of, my, one of my, <laughs> my co-writers on the song. And she, uh, her and her husband are both there. Love George. All of my friends they're are all in, in the in that audience. Video. Yeah, they're all just having a big old time. Yeah. Um, and one of my best friends got to play the mer- main character. Oh, cool. Uh, one of my favorite people on the planet, who's also an artist, too. That's the thing about being in Nashville. You never know, like, everyone does music. So, yeah. we just get all of our artist friends to be in the videos because like, well, I'll be in yours when you need one, you know? Um, I love that so, Nashville
1: community like that. Everybody exactly. pitches in and helps each other and, and exactly. roots each other on. That's what I love about these Exactly. So that's really cool. So you can see that video YouTube. Mm-hmm. Find it out there, Dallas Remington. It's called Princess. Now tell us a little bit about the process of writing that song because this is a songwriter connection. We're really interested in it. Yes. I know you write a lot of songs. Yeah. But you got together with Nancy Deccan and another writer. So this was a three-way yes, co there's
0: three of us on this song. <laughs> um, our third co-writer was actually Bridget Tatum.
1: Bridget tatum. um
0: so if you don't know who bridget tatum is look her up because you know a bunch of her songs um she wrote uh she's country by jason aldean wow and um just so many more amazing yeah. songs she's one of my favorite co- songwriters to just go watch play because girls should have been the, art- the artist herself and she is the- an artist but mm-hmm. i wish i want to listen to her on the radio because she's so amazing wow. um so bridget tatum wrote the song with us and so um Nancy actually discovered sooner. They used to set up some writing retreats. I don't know. There may be some of those in the future. I don't know if there's any more, but I bet there this really- was um, one of those writing retreat experiences where Bridget was one of the hit writers they brought in. And so we got to go um, write with her. And this was, I always call it a magical song. Um, it took like an hour and a half, really? maybe two hours to write.
1: Those are few and um, far between.
0: Exactly. You yeah. never, like, I'm one of those people that I am never satisfied with the song after the first write. Yeah. Yes, we can maybe finish it in the first write, but I always set up a second session right. just to go over it.
1: That's a good And one.
0: this one, when I walked out, I was like, this is it. I think we ended up, we changed one line um, right before we recorded it just to um, make it more, like, current. Um, we okay. had said something about a meme and people didn't understand that. What a meme was. Yeah. yeah. People were like, what's a meme? I'm like, how do you not know what a meme is in this day yeah. and age? But so <laughs> we took that line out and I like what we ended up with. But um, so the song was just done from the time we wrote it, though. I mean, I literally the next day went home and or that day I went home and learned it. I played it in around the next day and then two days after my band learned it and we started closing every show with it. Wow. Um, so this was just like the song's it for me. Um, I absolutely love this one. But I mean... I always tell people it takes songs a long time for them to find their place, mm-hmm. um, and so we actually wrote this song back in May of two thousand eighteen. Eighteen, okay. Eighteen, wow, yeah.
1: So well before eighteen COVID. or
0: nineteen, yeah, it yeah. was it was a while ago, mm-hmm. um, and we had actually already recorded it once, and I was just. We had it, we had it, and I just didn't have this, like, I'm so excited for everyone to hear it right now feeling. I just mm-hmm. kept having this, like, not in my stomach, not like a bad one, but I was just like, it's not time, it's not time. Gotcha. And so then um, we hadn't released it. We ended up releasing a song called Hunting Season, mm-hmm. which was just going to be a digital single, and it ended up doing really well on radio as well. It um ended up being, like, top 25 on music row and all this stuff. It had a life of its own that we didn't know it was going to have. Mm-hmm. And then we came off of hunting season into the pandemic Ugh. and we couldn't, so I guess we wrote it. And I don't know when we wrote the song <laughs> sometime, but uh, we came off of it straight into the pandemic. And I was just like, Ugh. it's not the time for princess no. right then.
1: Let's wait, yeah, It just
0: wasn't. I was like, cause we were going to release princess May, 2020. That was the plan from the get go. And I was just like, I just don't know if we need this song right now. What does the world need? Yeah. Um, And so I had written a song with one of my best friends a few years back um, about our dads who were were Hobart farmers. Mm -hmm. And it's just it's a song called Uncommon Man. And it was talking about just the life of an uncommon person. But it is, for us, it was our everyday life.
2: I got you. So it was
0: about farming life. So we ended up releasing that one um, for Uh our... To dedicate w- to the essential employees.
1: Now, I don't want to put you on the spot, but is Very that when good. you do? Can, is that when you can play Yeah, yeah I can
0: play that one. Yeah. Um, but all that to say, you know, like, it just wasn't the time for Princess yet. Yeah. It just wasn't. And so we were driving around. My mom and I were um, last summer at some point just going around. And she goes, I want to listen to Princess. Mm-hmm. I want to listen to the track. And I was just like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll listen to it. And we both at the same time said, we've got to recut the song. <laughs> just my vocal, my voice had changed, matured. The yeah. track, we didn't have fiddle on it to begin with. And fiddle's like one of the main things in this track now. Yeah. Um. So I always say, you know, if it's not feeling like perfect, that means it probably isn't. Or it might become perfect. You just got to wait for the right time. So Princess definitely had to wait for its right time. And it definitely did. I mean, um, Top 40 Billboard, millions of views on the video like it was wow. the right time for it and i feel like if we had released it when we originally planned on it it wouldn't have it had, wouldn't have had. Yeah. it would not have happened everything
1: in this time it's interesting how you're saying if it's not perfect if it doesn't feel right yeah it's not there's right. a reason you get yeah. those gut
0: feelings for a reason and we both had that gut feeling that the track needed to be revisited and like you know yeah the original track we had was great mm-hmm. it was everyone else would have re released it like they would have gone with it. But then when I wrote into my producer, I was like, I feel like we can just go up a notch. We he went up like 20 notches. <laughs> like he killed it on it. Mr. Eric Torres recorded, uh, produced and recorded that song. And where do oh you record? Uh, um, I have multiple, multiple people I work with, but, uh-huh. um, that one <clears throat> uncommon man, princess hunting season, they were all done with Eric Torres in the couch room studios. And Eric is one of my favorite people in this industry. He's Mm. so easy to work with and, you know, he's one of those, he can almost like, feels like he can read my mind. So like, um, when you go forward, like go back to like hunting season, I wasn't even sure we were going to cut that one. And he was like, at that point, and he was like, I think we should just let me mess with it for a little bit. So we get a stretch track and he sent me back like the track for it. I cried and I don't cry. I was like, I never even told you what I wanted on this, but this is literally what I wanted. (laughs) That's and great. so he's amazing to work with and he's just been, um, a really big part of my career and we love, we love working with him. He's super busy now. I bet. So he's got a lot of big things going on, but we're very That's, proud that he's been part of my career and he well, got to do these songs. Well, so
1: do you. Yeah. And so I'm glad you're taking the time to, to come and join us. So
0: yes, how about another
1: song you're yeah. around the dining room table? We like to do live music around here. So we get a pretty good sound. You've got your Gibson out and, uh, we're going to tune it up a little bit and, uh, uh, and hear what you got.
0: Yeah, I'll do, uh, since I've talked about Uncommon Man a lot. Let's do it. We'll do that one. Cool. So, like I said, this is one I wrote with Courtney Bumbacher. And uh, we mm. don't even know when we wrote the song. <laughs> we wish we'd written down the date. We have no idea. Um, I do know that I actually wrote the lyrics on paper. I didn't even write them in, like, a doc. Oh, wow. Um, uh-huh. It wasn't that long ago. It was just one of those weird days. So I have no timestamp, stamp. <laughs> um, except for, you know, when I got the copyright. <laughs> it is copyrighting, people. Um, Great. <laughs> Um, but we were just sitting around. She had had this idea for a while and she kept pitching it out to people and they just weren't understanding it. And she was like, I have this idea. I think you're going to get it. I think you're going to understand it. And she's like, I want to write a song about my dad. And I knew in advance that her daddy was a dairy farmer from upstate New York. I knew all that already. We were good friends when we went into this, right? And she's like, and I just want to call it uncommon man. She's like, I don't know what we do with it, but that's what I want to call it. And I was like, I know exactly what we're doing with it. So we ended up, we wrote this song. And um, radio-wise, Princess has been my biggest song. But this, to me, is the biggest song of my career. Awesome. Um, I love this one so much, and it's called Uncommon Man. So far. Biggest song so far. So
1: far.
2: (laughs) There's no such thing as 40 hours. No work none to find Blood, sweat, and tears Praying to God, help me survive Through droughts and floods And never-ending days And disaster years He tries to keep his faith He has holes in his dreams He didn't buy them that away And when he shakes your hand, you have his word, and you'll take it to the grave. For he falls asleep at night, he reads the Bible by his bed, and he thanks the Lord for an everyday life of an uncommon man. He does his best to support. His kids and his wife Sometimes he might miss dinner But he still tucks them in night. Church and chores are still family affairs Yet yeah, to him no one life can compare He has holes in his jeans He didn't buy them that away. And when he shakes your head and you have his word and he'll take it to the grave. For he falls asleep at night, he reads the Bible by his bed, and he thanks the Lord for an everyday life of an uncommon mind. It might sound like a poor man's life But he's richer than any millionaire He has holes in his jeans He didn't buy them that away When he shakes your head, you have his word And he'll take it to the grave For he falls asleep at night he reads the Bible by his bed, and he finds the Lord for an everyday life of an uncommon man, an uncommon man.
1: Atlas Remington, our guest on the Songwriter Connection podcast, uncommon man. It sounds like he's got some pretty stylish jeans there.
0: That's
2: the style <laughs> these days. <guys. laughs>
0: he does. He definitely does. My dad's are ripped up, and he did not buy them that way. He that's didn't for buy sure. That way. Um, great
1: imagery in that. So it's, it's just a great you. song. Great thank tribute. You so
0: much. Yeah. Thank you. And that's what you know. When I say it's to me, that's one of my biggest songs. The biggest song of my career so far. It's because. You know, when we wrote Princess, I'm like, I know this is a hit. Like, yeah. I know. And I knew Uncommon Man would be a hit for my family. Yeah. And that was one that, like, I played it for them. I never really played it in shows. Not many people had heard this song mm-hmm. before we released it. And um, I imagine
1: that got a tear or two out of your daddy's eyes. It
0: right? definitely did. And yeah. that was like, you know, that was why it was just mine and his song. You know, it yeah. was just our family song. And then when uh, the pandemic hit, I was just like, we, we wanted to go back to the drawing board, pick a new single. Mm -hmm. And I, we had a team meeting. We all got on zoom because we couldn't be in person. Mm -hmm. We all got on a zoom and I was just like, we need to pick a new single. I just, I feel like we need to wait a little bit on princess. Let's just wait. And uh, they're like, yeah, we, we believe so too. Well, I went in my true fashion and I sent them four more sassy songs. Mm. I was like, well, let's just go with these. Like what's one of these? that will be a good single until we can release princess. And they were just like, I mean, these are all great, but they're still sassy. They're still kind of, they're a little bit of yelling at people, you know? Like, and I was like, well, what about this? I was like, I sent them this like out of tune, off key, just really bad recording of Uncommon Man. And I was like, I have this one, which in my gut, I had known that was the single. And I, I knew that was what I wanted to release, but I was like, it's a slow song. You're not supposed to release slow songs to radio. That's yeah. just a thing you're not supposed to do. Yep. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And I sent it to them, and they were all, all like, okay, give us a few days. We'll listen to them, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we got back on Zoom, and every one of them said, what do you think the single is? And I said, I'm not saying anything. I want you all to say what you are. So we no. just went around the circle on Zoom, and every one of them said the single is Uncommon Man. Wow. It has to be Uncommon Man. Yeah. And uh, we ended up, we dedicated it to all the essential employees. And then uh, we got to do a lyric video for this one
2: nice. and
0: include pictures from all my fans, Uncommon Men and Women. Huh. So they all sent in pictures. We had like 200 pictures that got sent in for this video. And um, wow, it was just, for a song that was so special to me to see it blow up like it did. I mean, this song has over 700,000 streams wow. um, organically on Spotify and stuff like that now. That's so great. it's just one of my, like, you know, it was just something I wrote for me, for my, well, Courtney and I wrote for our dads. And that right. was as far as we thought it was going to go. I've always and, found that
1: if it meant something to you, it's going to mean something to your eyes. Exactly. Others, and this is know? the
0: song that taught me that. This is why it's one of the biggest songs for me, just because it, it taught me so much about, you know, not being afraid to just say what you think i mean or not be afraid to just put out what means the most to you yeah um and so this like really helped me in that and um it's just i'll never be able to thank anyone enough for the amount of love that that song got um you know especially in a time where everyone was scared nobody didn't know what nobody nobody was releasing music and then here i was like hey we're gonna release a single and we're gonna go to radio with it and we'll see what happens and then you know, it just absolutely blew our minds the love that we got for it. And so wow, I'll forever be thankful for this song.
1: Now, Dallas, you started at a very young age. You grew up in Paducah,
0: Kentucky, was it? Yes, very close to Paducah. Uh-huh. And uh, I started playing guitar right before I turned 10. And uh-huh. I played my wow. first gig in Nashville when I was 11.
1: 11. So, started playing at while. 10, and then you're playing in Nashville at 11.
0: Yes. <laughs> I think the first show I did, I played along with some tracks that my guitar teacher had recorded. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't do that anymore because. I couldn't keep up in time to get my capo moved Uh. with the track lady pressing the button. So then I just started playing for myself. I was like, oh, I'm I'm 11. I can can do it. I can do that. Um, So, uh, yeah, so I've been... It'll be... 11 years it's coming may that's that i've grand. been performing in nashville
1: and you're a very good guitar player it's more than three chords of the you. truth for you right? you're, you're <laughs> Thank all over you. that fretboard. that's and-
0: my uh that's my whole thing but right now i've got these edward hand nails on as i call them <laughs> um so if you hear some flubs today that's because i decided to get my nails done for christmas and forgot that i have to play in the process <laughs> um and i have had them on here forever now they're wow. not gone away yet they're just stuck well if, if you
1: do any flood which you probably but if you did <laughs> we'll just assume you wrote it that
0: way okay okay, okay. sound good <laughs> ghost notes all over the place all over the place
1: <laughs> and now you're so busy and that's a god thing you you just you, you're playing all over you're touring around talk a little bit about that process do you like the road
0: like i the road? love the road yeah um that's what you know i i Love to play. I love to travel. Um, My two favorite things on this earth are traveling and music. So the fact that I get to do both of them together is amazing. And so, you know, when the whole world shut down and we couldn't travel, it was like it was ending for me. I was Uh like, I don't know what to do. Um, So uh, luckily, my job that I have in Nashville besides music. Um, I flip houses with my mom and we run a construction company. Mm-hmm. That didn't end. Construction did not pause. Yeah. So that's what kept me busy and kept me not my mind off of not being on the road. I absolutely love being on the road. I um we're the type of people though that we're not we don't just schedule like, hey, we're here, 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 here. We schedule it to where we can spend a day here oh, and actually it. get to enjoy it. Because I know at one point some point in my life if things keep going the way they are, hopefully, um, we're not going to be able to do that. We're going to be yeah. all over the place, but you know, we've been able to see so much of the country the past few years that I never would have dreamed of being able to see, you know, I have now fallen in love with the state of Montana. Like wow. I've already said, I'm going to move there as soon as I have enough money to like move wow. out there and stuff like that. But, wow. um, there's so many things that I hadn't, haven't got to experience that I've now had to gotten to experience because of music, because of the traveling I got to do. Um, along with um, music. So I love being on the road, and we're so excited. We're booking actively for 2022. Good. Cannot wait to see where all we end up. I think we're going to get finally get out to the West Coast and do some shows. We've never been out there before, so we'll see what happens.
1: (laughs) That's pretty great. How about another song as we uh, progress through the Dallas Remington story on our Songwriter Connection today?
0: Let's see. What shall we play next? So... uh, haven't really talked about it but as well as touring for 2000 for 2022 we are um moving into a phase of my life where i'm releasing more music than i ever have um i've you know as a songwriter we write songs all the time and we write them and write them and we just sit on them and I know that helped when it came to like Uncommon Man and Princess just sitting on the songs. But sometimes when you know it's the time for the song, you know it's the time for the song. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't have to wait on nobody to tell you if you can release it or not. Right. So um, uh, as long as I have my songwriter's permissions, I'm releasing them. So we're um, releasing a song every month.
1: Oh, that's great. We're
0: just going through them. Now, some of them are going to be covers. Um, we released a cover in December of Metallica's Inner Sandman.
2: Ah, no kidding! I'm really excited
0: about that. Um, that was a lot of fun. And there was that um, new uh,
1: country version of the of black, well, some country artists on their new uh, black anniversary. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah. kind of coincided with that. Yeah, so. I
0: wish I could have been on that. Yeah, me too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you did but, your own thing. <laughs> I did my own one. I did release
0: mm-hmm. that, in a so we're doing some covers. We're doing a lot of um, originals. We're doing acoustic recordings. But uh, this song is actually coming out um, in a couple in a couple weeks. It'll be. Let me look at the date before I forget about it.
1: <laughs> we uh, we publish uh, this uh, episode on January the 5th.
0: Okay, so, yeah, so this yeah. one is coming out January 14th.
1: Okay, so... So
0: just real soon.
1: Real soon. eleven
0: days. Um, I'm really excited about this one. I wrote this with Casey Tyndall and Mark Narmore, mm-hmm. which are two of my favorite songwriters, and then they've become really good friends and co-writers as well. That's great. Um, this one's called One Night Rodeo.
2: That Stetson might have bought you A night of lane, Bet you sure knew how to sell that smile And Down in New Orleans Any girl'd go crazy If they saw you in Cheyenne We'd just want, hey darling They'd be in the palm of your hand Hey, you might spread that charm From town to town but once you get a taste, you're gonna wanna settle down. Cause I ain't no one stop. Truck and trailer leaving with the sun. Think you will, but you won't get over me. Fast as them horses are run. Ain't no first place behind closed gates, roll me in a Hey, you might be a cowboy, but I ain't no one not rodeo. Well, that pasture's gonna look better the more time you spend with me. You'll be thinking about a front porch, fence post, and a diamond ring. Let me warn you now before it's too late. Yeah, you're gonna have a hard time riding away, cause I ain't no one stop. Truck and train and leaving with the sun. You think you will, but you won't get over me fast as them horses run. Ain't no first place behind closed gates. Roll me in and let me go. Hey, you might be a cowboy, but I know. Oh, not a rodeo. No, not a rodeo. Cause I ain't no. Truck and train to leave it with the sun. You're gonna fall head all over heels. And might have bought you, and I'd never made.
1: Dallas Remington on the Songwriter Connection podcast. She's an amazing talent. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You know, you write songs that seem so beyond your age. You, know? you, you started when you were 11, and you are what today? Uh, 21. 21. Yeah. Uh, you're writing some amazing songs. <laughs> thank uh, you. To go along with that great voice and, and thank you so much. The great uh, uh, things you do on the guitar as well. So
0: thank you so very much. Cool. Yeah. We're I gonna, uh, what's yeah, Go ahead. No, uh, uh, I uh, I spent like a few years where I just wrote full time. Yeah. Um, we toured some. But, you know, from the time I was 17 to, or I guess about 16 to 19, mm-hmm. I just wrote yeah. every day, all day, every day. Every day. Learning the craft. Um, sharpening yeah, the craft. Writing with older people, too. So that was, yeah. you know, getting the experience of people who've been in the business a long time. Yeah. And um, I've always been told I'm an old soul. <laughs> and I look at things differently like an, an older person would. So yeah. I always just write how I would say it. You know, and that's yeah. why my main thing is always, would I say it this way? And if I wouldn't, we're going to change it to the way I would to say To make
1: it conversational. In, exactly. And today, in today's lingo. Right?
0: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I'm very thankful for all the people I've been able to write with. But that really taught me how I want to say things, what I want to say. And then, you know, now I don't have to write every day. No. I can write, you know, a few times a week and I'm still getting amazing songs out of it. Because of the experience and the time I put into it for those three years, learning how to actually write songs—that's
1: great. So yeah, you were sharpening your chops there and uh, and learning the craft, which exactly. is which is so important. Songwriting, people really—it is a craft. It's a thing that you can strengthen
0: exactly. Who,
1: so and you had a lot of great mentors growing up huh Mm -hmm. people that uh,
0: yes definitely and like two of well nancy deckett from discover sooner she's one of my biggest mm -hmm. ones um Mm -hmm. funny story so nancy and i actually my first ever scheduled round in nashville where Mm -hmm. i wasn't playing open mic was at the commodore grill yeah and i was put on stage with nancy deckett with nancy bill warrington so nancy was literally there Uh for my first ever round um that was scheduled and she was a big part of. i was 13 And I just started writing songs, and so she um, was there, and she was very patient with me because when I first started writing, I only wrote by myself. And being so young, I did not think that I could write with other people because I didn't think they would think I had anything to say. Mm. And being 13, I was like, I don't compare to people who've been in this industry and who've lived longer lives and who've done all this stuff. And so she was there, and she kept, like, she would periodically run into me. She was like, let's co-write, let's co-write. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I had started co-writing with one of my best friends, and then I got an invite from one of the biggest inspirations I'll ever have and will ever have um, to write with, Miss Cindy Torres, um, who wrote um, In Lonesome Dove by Garth Brooks. And is wow. just a prolific, just beautiful storytelling songwriter. And I'd seen her play so many times, and I ended up, Somebody canceled on a round, and they ended up throwing me up there with her. Wow. And we got off stage, and she was like, I really want to write with you. And that was when I was like, oh, my gosh, Like I'm doing something. Um, So (laughs) I started writing with Cindy, and then she was like, well, I'm writing with this girl named Nancy Deccan. Do you know her? Like Maybe we should all three write together. Okay. And then Nancy was like, I've been trying for years, Dallas. So we finally got to write together. And so the three of us, we just write all the time um they're like my sisters in songwriting and they have been two of the biggest inspirations I'll ever have just because they've been with me such from such a young age and they taught me that I did have things to say and that my opinion does matter mm-hmm. um which now I guess I'm technically an adult so mm-hmm. whatever but they've been with me since I was you know 14 yes. 15 and taught me that even though I was the youngest one in the room my opinion and my thoughts and the way i wanted to say things did count and i will never be able to thank them of
1: course it does for, for you, that ask people like taylor swift who exactly. started very young too
0: exactly yeah. that's why i I'm, i've never had anyone tell me i couldn't write because of my age i've had mm-hmm. one person that was like why are you writing about relationships you're 15 i'm like well <laughs> it's country music yeah. what else do you write i mean you're telling me that taylor swift hadn't been through a relationship? Yeah. And I'm like, you're telling me that Reba lived through Fancy? Like, we write things we haven't experienced. Like, that's the point. That's right. Um, but, yeah, so Cindy and Nancy, they were just, they were there for me. And they taught me. They've been with me through literally all of it, from some of the toughest songs for me to ever write to the easiest, the just fun ones to this, you know, the songs that are more for me to heal than anything. And so they've been there every step of the way. So I'll always be grateful for them.
1: How about another one of those songs? Yeah, hear you again.
0: See. Let's do, make sure I'm in the right key. Nope.
1: Gibson guitar sounds so good. Oh. Thank
0: you. <laughs> so this one's gonna be coming out um, in the next couple months actually. Um, Nancy, Cindy and I wrote this with um, John Allen Miller, another songwriter here in Nashville. And uh, this one's just a fun one. This is what I call my love version of a love song because I don't write love songs. So this one's called <laughs> Happy For You.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, I heard you've gone and gotten married. You found the one you say whose love is true. Well, I'm happy for you you used to say the same thing about me So you're saying that ain't really nothing new Yeah, I'm happy for you I'm happy for you, yeah, I'm just tickled pink The best thing for you is the best thing for me If love is hell, Lord knows I paint mine due for you. Oh, God bless the girl, must be a saint. She don't mind the things, I can't, and that's the truth. Yeah, I'm happy for you. You're drinking, snoring, no show, mornings can't hold a job. Well, thank God I got a clue. Yeah, I'm happy for you. If love is hell, or knows I paid my dues I'm happy for you, yeah, it's a dream come true I learned you not a lot to lose I'm off the hook and that's my point of view yeah, I'm happy for you say love is blind now I can see that you don't look that good to me I said love is blind now I can see I'm happy for you but more happy for me I'm happy for you yeah I'm just of being the best thing for you the best thing for me if love is hell or no Before you
1: Dallas Remington. <laughs> On Songwriter Connection Podcast, I'm happy for you, girl. So many (laughs) great things are happening for you. And people can keep up with you at your website, which is dallasremington.com?
0: Yes. Yeah. Dallas, just like the city. And Mm -hmm. Remington, like the shotgun or the (laughs) curling iron. Whichever one you choose.
1: Whichever one you choose. There you (laughs) go. (laughs) You know, I could talk. uh, And I'd love to hear. I want to hear at least one more song out of you. Yeah, definitely. You've got that kind of voice I can listen to (laughs) all all night long. Who were some of the people you grew up listening to? Who, Who did you... Who did Mm -hmm. you like? uh,
0: Yeah, so I actually, um, I've been asked that question, you know, so many times. Mm -hmm. One time somebody asked me who my musical Mount Rushmore would be. Hey. And that is the answer to this question. Good
1: answer. Good question. So
0: my musical Mount Rushmore would be Loretta Lynn. Yeah. Conway Twitty. Wow. Garth Brooks.
1: Yep.
0: Oh my gosh, who's the fourth one? (laughs)
1: Garth Brooks? <laughs> Twice.
0: Yeah. Why am I blanking? Oh, Patsy Klein. Yeah. Oh, of Patsy course. Patsy Klein. Patsy Klein. I don't know why my blank my she's like my You're too, you're my too young point. for that kind of stuff. I like, Oh my gosh. She's Patsy Cline's like, oh, Oh, my God. Oh, I
1: know. I wish I had
0: a time machine. I literally would just go back to see her in person
1: once. You know, (laughs) I I can't tell you how many times that... I used to work at Ryman Auditorium, Mm -hmm. and and I'd walk around those halls and around that auditorium and just think what it'd be like to get in a time capsule Mm -hmm. and watch Patsy or Hank.
0: Exactly. You know? Exactly. That's my, like, gosh. And we got to... I got to do the the Ryman Ghost Tour last or yeah. two thousand nineteen for Halloween.
1: Well, I and they were, know I hosted a couple of those.
0: I loved it. I
1: would have known if you were in my tour.
0: Yeah, of, I don't think I was in your tour. I no. would have remembered that. <laughs>
1: those fun. Did they take you under the stage? Yes. Isn't that cool? Yeah. But
0: so when you get to the point where they tell about the people who have seen Patsy singing with the background singers, yeah, yeah. I wanted to cry. Like I, I just felt it. I felt the spirit of Patsy Klein when they were telling those stories. Oh my! Um, so hopefully one day I'll get to experience that. But mm. that's my my answer. Is mm. always Loretta Lynn, Patsy Klein, Garth Brooks, Conway Twitty. That's, a that's great my moment. people. That really um. <laughs> is.
1: Now let me also ask you this, because you do so much more than just music, and that's another thing I really admire about you. You've got ministries, and uh, you volunteer. You do a lot of volunteer work. So talk a little bit about what you do besides music. Yeah, uh, to, to be involved.
0: Uh, Yeah, so I am... You give back. You constantly give back. So I always, luckily through my volunteering, I always get to include music as well. But um, so when I was 11, we started a ministry outreach um, back in Kentucky called Melody for the Elderly, Mm. which is where I would go to assisted living and long-term healthcare facilities and sing for an hour once a week.
2: Oh, that's
1: great.
0: And hang out with the residents and just be with them. Um, Because we saw a need. I mean, there's a lot of those residents who they don't have any family or they just don't have anyone that's going to come visit them. Mm. And so we lo- we started this so I could be with a be there for those people. But what that taught me is how much music can heal. Yeah. Um so my f- two of my favorite stories and I'll I'll keep them short cuz I can go on forever. Mm-hmm. But two of my favorite stories from what I I have experienced through music ministries is the first one, we had this, la- this lady that she, I sang Coal Miner's Daughter. Oh, wow. And she came up to me, and she told me all about her childhood in eastern Kentucky oh. as a as a Coal Miner's Daughter. Wow. And so I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Every week, she came back and told me the same story. Oh. She didn't remember it telling me the week before, but the song affected her so much that she could remember that. She couldn't remember anything, yeah. but hearing that song took her back to her childhood. And she wanted to tell about it. And so that was like, Oh my gosh. Mm. So that was one way that music shows me how much it can heal. I mean, even if it's for five minutes, just for someone to remember a part of their life, it can heal so much. And then my second favorite story from when I did from melody for the elderly is one of my best friends that I've ever made in my life. His name was Joe. And he was at one of our long-term healthcare facilities. He was bound to a wheelchair. They would get him up like every once in a while Um, to walk like 10 feet, just so he he could still walk, but he was supposed to be in his wheelchair full time. Mm -hmm. Well, one day he was doing his physical therapy and they walked him up to me and he said, sing me a love song. And he went and they sat him down in the audience and he was sitting there hanging out. And then I started singing him his love song. He looked at my mama and he said, come here. So mama went and stood beside him. Joe got out of his wheelchair and started dancing. Wow. Unassisted, didn't need anyone. He got up and started dancing, and that—I mean, yes, it was for two minutes, but Mm -hmm. music fueled him Mm -hmm. to do that, and it—the
1: healing power of music—it's
0: so healing, and so I have benefited so much from my music industries and through the outreach programs I've been able to be through, be part of because of music, just to see how it can help people. How so? That's why it's always going to be a huge thing for me. And a huge part of my life to reach out to people and to help through these ministries and through these volunteer because I know firsthand what music can do for people. And so any chance I can get, if I can go to um, hospitals or assisted living or, you know, um, just anyone that needs somebody to come play some music, I try to be there as hard as, um, I try so hard to be there because I know, and I know how music has helped me heal, um, just in a lot of different personal things. And so I feel like we need to be there for those who were there for us. Um, and, you know, we need to be the, there for those who don't have anyone to be there for them.
1: You're an inspiration. You you have a <laughs> yeah. gift, and you thank share you. that willingly with other folks, and that's you are to be commended.
0: Oh, thank you.
1: Well, in wrapping this show up today, is there a song that you think that wraps it up the best that you could play for us?
0: Well, it's a songwriting mm-hmm. podcast. It so is. I'll do... Yeah. I feel like I've done a bunch of slow songs today, but I'm just doing what's on my heart, guys. <laughs> Do
1: what's um, on your bed,
0: But yep. I'm very I'm like I've had two sun drops and a sweet tea, so I'm like <laughs> on the moon right now, but I'm playing all slow songs. Um it's also been the Dallas Remington Nancy Deccan podcast because yes. She Nancy, should be here. Nancy Deccant wrote this song too.
1: <laughs> she couldn't be here because she's writing another song. Right
0: I now. know. I yeah. tried to get her to come with me. Um but uh I want to do this one for y'all. I don't get to play this one very often. This is the one that I am. I'm saving to release this one. We're releasing all this music, but I am saving this one until I already have my Opry debut on the schedule, uh, so I can play this song there, and I want it to take over the world. Uh, <laughs> um, but that's my goal. I, don't I have think very that big That day dreams. is
1: very far away.
0: I hope not. And you
1: talk about those diamond days. Oh my.
0: Oh yeah, that'll be that'll yeah. be up there because that's. Literally, you ask me. People ask me all the time. They're like, "What is your biggest goal in life?" And my my goal is to play the Grand Ole Opry. Ah. Like after I play the Grand Ole Opry, like yes, I'm going to continue doing everything, but <laughs> nothing will ever top that moment. Um, uh-huh.
1: I gotta agree that with and
0: playing that. the Ryman
1: and the rhyming. Yeah.
0: Right. Um, but this is my my save it for my Opry debut song, so I don't play it very often. But I wrote this one with Miss Nancy Deckett and Mr. Chris Wallen. Um, and Chris, Chris Wallen. Chris Wallen. Yeah, he is my. I have my list of. Songwriters I wanted to write with, um, hit songwriters, and he was number one and I got to cross him off the list. And that's he's awesome. become a great friend. We play shows together mm-hmm. and we always end up on the same festivals, so we get to hang out with each other and that's great. He's, he's just, a great guy. He he's really an amazing is. guy. Yeah. Um and written more songs than I don't know. He's who. got some
1: big hits. <laughs> Google him um, if you don't know. Exactly. And he's also said that he would come on this show. We just yeah. haven't got a date yet, but we're we're working out
0: he'll so. be a good one. Yeah. But um he had We were all sitting around writing and Chris was going through his song ideas and he got, I mean, we got way down on the list. Like he started naming off songs that have already been hits. He's like, here's (laughs) a song called People Loving People. You want to write that? I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah, Garth did that. We're fine. (laughs) Um, I'm like, I can't compete with that. So I was already nervous. Um, But we, uh, he was going through and I don't know what the idea was that he threw out, but it was such a good idea. But it had the word "crazy" in it, mm-hmm. and go back to my musical Mount Rushmore. Y'all know I love Patsy Cline, Patsy Cline. and she was already on my mind because we were out in West Tennessee writing, and we were pretty close to where you know her plane went Your down, Camden, yeah. And uh, mm. we were also, which is close to where Loretta Lynn lives now, yeah, and Hurricane stuff like knows. that, and yeah. So we were out there, and so they were both on my mind. And uh, Chris had this idea, and it said the na- the word "crazy" in it. And I had this like out-of-body experience, Mm -hmm. and it was just like the whole world muted, and I just heard Patsy go, crazy.
2: (laughs) Wow.
0: And every time he said that title over and over, or something with this, or something like that, I just heard Patsy over and over. And I was like, hey, I don't need to be rude right now, but can can you hush for a second? And he was like, what? And I'm like, I'm having a thought. And he's like, okay, what's your thought? And I was like, well... I mean, we were writing songs trying to get other people to cut them, but I was like, what if we write a song for me? And, um, what if this was just like really random, but I was like, what if we write a song that's like a thank you from me to Patsy Klein and Loretta Lynn, um, because those are two of my biggest influences and I love them so much. And like, what if we just wrote a thank you note to them basically in a song?
1: great idea
0: and he was like yeah let's do it and so we all sat down and this was another one of those magical ones about an hour and a half song was done and um, it is this will forever it was a diamond day too like I will never never forget writing this song and I always say it's the best thing that came out of the year 2019 this is I my favorite can't part can't wait to hear it um, but yeah this is what we came up with and we threw in a couple more artists I look, in, look up to too but my Patsy and Loretta song I'm in the wrong key. Are you? All that.
1: <laughs> what is the name of this song, by the way, when you're tuning?
0: I don't say the name because it gives it away. Oh, okay. Never mind.
1: I do <laughs> never mind.
0: Why did you go so far out of tune, honey?
1: <laughs> when you put on the cable, it happens.
0: There we go.
2: There we go. They call me crazy Cause I can't help but think of you Coming through our kitchen radio Cause my mama loved you too And You left us all too soon But you left this Kentucky girl A sweet dream to hold on to You sang my life And you let me know it's okay to make your own way when others say you're wrong. You showed me the woman I want to be. So I still sing your songs. Cause your songs wrote me. See why I say the name? Oh yeah. Fantastic <laughs> <laughs> coal miner's daughter is what got me on that stage but there ain't no woman a woman enough to ever take your place you sang my It's okay to make your own way When others say you're wrong You showed me the woman I want to be So I still sing your songs Cause your songs wrote me And I will always love you And I was country Country wasn't cool Without you I don't know who I I don't know who I'd be But I'll always sing your songs Cause your songs wrote me
1: that is an amazing song.
2: Thank you. it had
1: chills. My
0: <laughs>
2: Thank you it, so
1: much. And I could just picture you uh, in the circle at the Opry house singing that <laughs> song. That's the that
2: goal. <laughs>
1: and bringing the house down. You're going to have an Ashley McBride moment.
2: I hope so. <laughs> I, I hope say that so. because
1: Ashley, when she did her first time on the mm-hmm. Opry, she sang that song about not bad for a girl going nowhere. Oh, got gosh, I love that image. song so much. I see the same thing happening for you.
2: I
0: hope so. I hope so. I have got to play it live on air for de- on WSM.
1: Yeah. Well, so that's... that was
0: really close. Yeah. And I was like, that's close. Close, right. But we need to be in the circle next time in the <laughs> circle next time
1: we're throwing it out to the universe yes
0: please manifest it
1: <laughs> it's going to happen I just know it Dallas Remington, our guest on the Songwriter Connection podcast. It's been a pleasure to get to know you a little bit more.
0: Yes, thank you so much for having me. This Uh, has been so much fun.
1: Thanks for singing songs live around the dining room table. And we're looking forward to seeing you next week back uh, for another another episode of our show.
0: Thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also listen to Dave Lanahan's Nashville Connections radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection.